another episode. A focus episode. Yeah, focus episode this time. Focus episode number two. We're gonna dive into the uh, the Marlins organization today. Cause that's that's a mess. Oh my god, man! Just like perfect timing yesterday with everything. Perfect timing. We wanted to record this. Oh my goodness. The Marlins have always been a mess, so I think any time is perfect time. Ha. <laughs> Facts. Ha. Ah, ah, ah. Wow. We're really bad at intros, huh? What? We're really bad at intros, huh? You just gotta just let it happen. Just throw it up on the wall and see if it sticks, you know? Facts. Talk about things. I don't know. Like, well, this is like the fifth thing we've ever recorded. So, like, we really don't know what we're doing yet. But we'll yeah, find a little little niche at some point. It'll I don't happen. know. I don't know what it'll be. You don't know what it'll be. I don't think anyone will. But we'll figure it out. It'll happen. I hope so. Because it would be weird doing this a year and a half later and still be really bad at intros. Yeah, facts. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, I've said that way too much already. All right. Let's dive right in. Marlins. Diving in. The Marlins. So, before we dive into the now, it's kind of important to understand why this is a big deal. Because this has happened Dive right into the water. The Marlins. This has happened before with the Marlins. So, we got to kind of run through their history a little bit. Because this this isn't the first time they've done this. As in, completely suck and break down their team. Well, you're going to... You're going to have your mind blown today, Will, because I'm going to run you through this history, and you're going to be like, wow, this team could have actually been a dynasty, like, in general. So, all right, let's go way back. Let's go way back. Uh, They were an expansion team in 1993 with the Rockies, and the Marlins kind of moved quickly to build a good team. They, They won the World Series in 97, and they developed these really young guys in the minors. They had a catcher named Charles Johnson, Gold Glover, and he hit 20 home runs a year. They had Jeff Conine, who was later known as Mr. Marlin because he was just the face of the Marlins at the time. Middle infield, you had these two young guys named Edgar Renneria and Luis Castillo, who were just young and athletic and just all-around good players. And then they had this other young kid who they got in 1993, who they traded Trevor Hoffman for, which uh-huh. that, was, that was their first bad trade, but that <laughs> That kid was Gary Shetfield, so it kind of worked uh, out. And Gary Shetfield became, like, the big hitter on the team. Marlins develop all these young guys, and then they bring in players like Moise Salou, Bobby Bonilla. They bring in pit- a few pitchers. They bring in Al Leiter. They bring in Kevin Brown, Alex Hernandez. At the back end of the bullpen, they have Rob Nen closing games. They wow. have a sick team for 97. And this is only a couple years after they came into the league. So they Dude, built, that actually is a really sick team. They built really quickly, and they won the 97 World Series. Edgar Enneria got the big hit up the middle off of Charles and Aggie. Council scores. Ta-da. Marlins win. But the Marlins, they could have had a really great team right there. But that offseason, they tore it down. And they, I mean, they tore it down. Which makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. Like, Al Leiter goes to the Mets. Rob Nen goes to the Giants. Kevin Brown goes to the Padres. Like, everyone's just leaving, and the Marlins are getting nothing in return for these guys. They're either letting them walk in free agency, or they're making terrible trades. Marlins are getting nothing back. And this keeps happening. They keep trading guys. 98 season starts, and... They still have some pieces there, but not a whole lot. Yeah. And then in May of that year, they trade Charles Johnson, Bobby Bonilla, and Gary Sheffield to the Dodgers for Mike Piazza. But Mike Piazza only remains a Marlin for a week before getting traded to the Mets. And oh, my God. Yeah, they, they were just kind of shooting themselves in the foot. The Marlins, though, the 98 Marlins were the first team ever to win a championship and then fall to the bottom of their division the next year. The Marlins went 54 and one, 54 and 108. 
That's actually horrible. After winning the World Series, they tore it down. They tore it down. But things did come around again. You know, in time, they had some good players there. They, they had Derek Lee, a young Derek Lee, playing first base. Luis Castillo was still there. Uh, who else did they have? They had Preston Wilson in the outfield. They had, a, they had an okay team. The pitching was on its way. They had a young A.J. Burnett, a young Josh Beckett. They had some good names. Like the early 2000s, they kind of floated around 70-ish wins, kind of floated around 500 here and there. They had an okay team. But then uh, 2003 comes along. And the Marlins already made a few trades. They traded Preston Wilson, who was one of their better players, to the Rockies. Mm-hmm. They got rid of Kevin Millar, who had a big 2002 for them. He went to the Red Sox. So they were still dropping these guys who were still really good for the team. But in 2003, they brought in Pudge Rodriguez to catch. Big deal. Yeah, that's they huge. Had, and they had two prospects in 2003, too, that got called up. And really changed the Marlin culture. They had the first one I got called up was this was in May. Tall, lanky, lefty pitcher on the mound kicked his leg over his head. His name was Dontrell Willis. Wow! And he was an All Star in 2003. He your favorite up, player, huh? Favorite player growing up, Dontrell Willis. Favorite player. You can thank Backyard Baseball 2005 for that one, <laughs> dude. Side note, what a sick game that was because it had Willis, it had Piazza, had Carlos Delgado, it had wow. Jeter, it had, it had Pedro, it had so many good players. Also, you know like the classic backyard baseball animation that you usually see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was different. This was the, they used like CGI, like, you know, like Jimmy Neutron, the show Jimmy Neutron? Yeah. It was, it was designed like that and it was so cool. Wow. Like that was that that was my game growing up, and I loved it. I actually still have the game installed on my laptop too. <laughs> oh, really? I don't play it too much, but I still have it on there. But anyway, uh, yeah, 2003. So they call up Don Willis, and he has a great year. And about a month later, they call up this 20-year-old lanky, skinny outfielder by the name of Miguel Cabrera. I'm sure you heard of him. No, never. <laughs> never heard of Miguel Cabrera. Well. The kid hit a walk-off home run in his first game, so, you know. Yeah, what a guy. might be something special. I don't know. Hall of Famer? All, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Dude won a triple crown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. He'll come be on. Hall of Famer. Come on. You know, this team of 2003 Marlins just roll. They have the pieces. They have a really nice team. They win the wild card, and they beat the Giants in the divisional round. And they go play the Cubs in the championship series. And this was the infamous Steve Bartman. Oh, man. That was that. That was game six at Wrigley. And that really changed That changed everything for the Marlins. Because that yeah. happened. And then they just put up, I think it was like a six or eight run inning in the top of the eighth. And that was elimination for the Marlins, too. The Cubs were up in the series. And that was the eighth inning. And yeah. the Marlins just kept hitting the ball. They stormed it. And then game seven, they won. Goes to the World Series against the Yankees, your Yankees. Mm-hmm. And Josh Beckett shuts them down in game six. <laughs> and the Marlins win the World Series. And unlike the 97 World Series, this they didn't tear it down as immediately. I mean, they, they traded Derek Lee in the offseason to the Cubs for Hesop Choi, you know. Yeah, what are these horrible, horrible trades? Oh, like? it, 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 yeah, they, they've never been good at making trades. But the 04 Marlins, they don't do as bad. And in 2005, they see a chance to rebuild. Now, they lost one of their best pitchers in Carl Pavano, who won 18 games in 04. He went to the Yankees, and that, that must have been fun for the Yankees. Because yeah. he, like, he pitched like three games over four years there, but you know. <laughs> anyway, anyway. But they they brought in uh, Carlos Delgado on a bit on their biggest contract they've ever signed someone. The mm-hmm. Marlins right, like listen to this rotation. The, the top three of this rotation for two thousand five Marlins. Yeah, Josh Beckett, AJ Burnett, Dontrell Willis. Wow, it's pretty filthy. Yeah, and then you have like a three four combo of Cabrera and Delgado. 
mm-hmm. which is, that's pretty filthy. You have Juan Pierre at the top of the lineup. Like, you have the speed. You have a very well-rounded team. And everyone thought the 05 Marlins were going to, you know, win the division, get back to the postseason. This was going to be the start of something great. Marlins underperform, just finished over 500. And now we get another fire sale. They give it up again. The only, the two remaining players on this team going into the 06 season were Cabrera and Willis. Wow. Everyone else, gone. Delgado to the Mets. LaDuca to the Mets. Mike Lowell to the Red Sox. Beckett to the Red Sox. Burnett to the Blue Jays. Everyone's just going everywhere. It's a mess. But this new core of young Marlins, they're pretty good. They have... The 2006 Rookie of the Year winner, Hanley Ramirez, playing shortstop. Yep. Got Dan Ugla at second. And, you know, and his name is Dan, Dan Ugla. <laughs> they have some nice pieces. They had Cody Ross in the outfield, who was just okay. bouncing around at the time. He found a nice home in Florida. They had some okay pieces. And after the 2007 season, you know, the Marlins, they're sitting at 70-something wins. They're not doing much. So after the 07 season, they trade Cabrera and Willis to the Tigers. Mm. And this trade, easily one of the worst trades in baseball history. Marlins got like six guys back, but only two of them really ever made a dent in the majors. And the two did not do well with the Marlins. They were quickly traded. Well, you know who those two players were? Who? Andrew Miller and Cameron Maven. Wow. Yeah. They, they played for the Marlins for a few years, but they were so young, and the Marlins rushed them up that they did not do well at all, and they were eventually both shipped out. Yikes, man. And, Andrew yeah. Miller and, wow. And Cameron I didn't Mabel. even know that. I didn't even know he was a Marlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andrew Miller. And to make things even weirder, he was a starting pitcher then. Wow. Yeah. But the Marlins shipped him to the Red Sox after 2010, and the rest is history there. I knew uh, Cameron Mabin was. I mm-hmm. don't know. He wasn't too good, Cameron Mabin. He was just so young that they didn't give him time to develop. And then he left the Marlins, and he actually got good. Or somewhat good. Fourth outfield, they're good. But, you yeah. know. But, yeah. So, the Marlins are still kind of spinning. You know, they don't know where they're going. But, fun fact about the 08 season, that I'm sure you don't know this, but mm-hmm. the infield of Mike Jacobs, Dan Ogla, Hanley Ramirez, and Jorge Cantu become the first infield ever to have each player hit 25 home runs or more. Wow. Yeah. So they have pieces there. Yeah. They have pieces. They have Josh Johnson, Ricky Nolasco. They have a couple good arms in the rotation. I, they, I just want to remind everyone who's listening right now, this is all off the top of Will's head. Like, yeah, this isn't in our notes. This is all... <laughs> This all, is all extreme. That's why I'm not saying anything because I don't have any notes on it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just spewing what I know right now. And like He's I said, pretty it's pretty freaking knowledge on this a, stuff. It's a blessing and a curse. I like knowing all this stuff, but at the same time, I wish I could just know other things in life and not just all of this. <laughs> but anyway, see, so yeah, 2009 comes along, and the Marlins fight for the wild card till almost the end of the season. Wow. Yeah, Good core. They have a really good team. And then they kind of just go back to somewhat mediocrity, 2010, 2011, kind of floating around 500. Then 2012 comes along. And this is the big change. New ballpark. New uniforms. Mm -hmm. They're changing everything. They bring in Keith Bell. They bring in Jose Reyes. They bring in Mark Burley. They really tried hard to bring in Albert Pujols. But they didn't offer him a no-trade clause in his contract. That's why he went to Anaheim. Wow. That was the, the Marlins offered him more money, but the same amount of years, the 10-year deal. But the Marlins were not going to give a no-trade clause because they just like to trade and get yeah. a return. Which makes but, no sense. Yeah, so Pujols didn't sign with the Marlins. That was definitely his smarter choice. But yeah, the Marlins, they're really hyping up this 2012 year. They had a pretty good team, you know. They did the uh, location change, right? Technically, I mean, they kind of just moved up the road a little bit. They're still in Miami, right? But down the road, I should say. That's when they did the name change to the Miami Marlins instead of Florida Marlins, right? Yeah, that was the name change. That was the new stadium. That was new uniforms. That was everything. That was the big change. 
But, like I said, the Marlins built this thing up, and 2012 did not go their way. Mm. They, they barely won 70 games. And then, once again, everyone out. Listen, listen to this story, though. This is one of the craziest stories. Jose Reyes signed a big deal to go to the Marlins. I believe it was like a six-year deal. And after the 2012 season, the Marlins owner, Jeffrey Loria, takes Reyes out to dinner. And Reyes hadn't bought a house in Miami. I mean, yet he was just kind of like living in like a little condo. And Lori was like, yeah, you know, you should buy a house here. There's great properties here. A week later, race gets traded to the Blue Jays. <laughs> that's, that's not a cool move. <laughs> no. Race and Burley get sent to the Blue Jays. Oh, Josh Johnson was in that trade too. He got traded to the Blue Jays. Hanley Ramirez was at the Dodgers. You know, a lot of, they were doing it again. They were breaking everything down again when they had a pretty good core. Yeah. And now we see this happening again. Current times. Current times, we see this happening again. They broke it all down, and this team is a shell of the team that it was. And this one, I think, could probably have the most consequences. I agree. Because there's a lot of guys... Like we, you and I created like who could be there now. Yeah, let me uh, let me read this off for you guys. Read this off. Well, obviously, in the right in last offseason, JT Ramuto catching, um, he he stayed there later than all the other people that were about to list off. But still, he was he's still one of the best catchers in the game. Yeah, he he was one of the last ones to go, but only because there was no one left and there was no point. Um. Justin Bohr, I mean, he Homer Derby in Miami, he performed like he, he had big power, and I think he's he's with the Angels now. He's not really doing too much. I'm not sure if he's injured or not. I haven't heard his name yeah. recently, but like he has the big power. He proved that when he was with Miami. Yeah, so was, a power was, first baseman. What yeah. more else do you want? You know, mm-hmm. um, D Gordon uh, at second. Yeah, super fast speed. Um, Dude won a batting title the one year. Yeah. But that's also when he was on PEDs. Little different, but (laughs) a little different. And then Derek Dietrich, I mean, nobody really knew what he was going to do now that he's on the Reds, but obviously he's having an amazing year in the Reds this year. Yeah, last offseason, the Marlins non-tendered him, didn't give him a contract. The Reds brought him in on a minor league deal, and look what's going on. I know. No one could have pictured that, but the Marlins look stupid for letting him go like that. Uh, Entreveria at short we have. Uh, the, the Marlins never really had a shortstop prospect, and Hedgeferia was there for a while when this team was good. And he gives you a nice glove. His defense is sick. Mm-hmm. The Yankees so, literally only got him last year so they could put him in in like late games. Mm-hmm. Literally the wild card, because like they were criticizing uh, Andujar a lot. In the wild card game, they take Andujar out in the late innings just to put Entreveri in for the defense, and he makes like one of the sickest plays I've ever seen in my entire life. I think we watched that game together because I do we remember did. seeing that catch. Yeah, I yeah, remember. I, I remember seeing the catch. Yeah, that was sick. And then, obviously, nobody really knew what Yelich was going to do when he got to Milwaukee. But mm-hmm. oh my god, <laughs> you know Yelich was always a good hitter when he played for the Marlins. He hit over three hundred. Yeah. He just didn't have the power like he did. Now look at him. Now, how do the Marlins feel? Get him away to the Brewers. Like, come on. For basically nothing? Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get into the trades in a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcelo Zuna has the power. Um, sickest outfield, One of the sickest outfield arms I've ever seen, too, in Ozuna. Yeah. Great defense. He would hit 25 home runs a year. Like, insane. It's a, yeah, this outfield, Yelich, Ozuna, and Stanton. Like, if they kept Stanton after his big uh, twenty seventeen, yeah, he won. He won the MVP, and then they traded him. Yeah, the Marlins have never been good with trades. Let's just establish that now. They've never been good. Oh my god! And then their Dude, pitching staff was what really like blows is, my mind. This is the thing that not many people know because obviously a lot of people know the offense because honestly. You could make a lineup out of that in like 2016. Yeah. But the pitching, no one knows about because these were all prospects they basically traded away. 
Yeah, so mm. he's having an amazing year in the English year. Domingo Herman. Mm-hmm. Um, what a guy. Love it. He's been on the Yankees for a couple years, and they've kind of used him as, like, spot starts and, like, kind of used him in the pen. But now this year, he's only started, and he's he already has 10 wins, maybe 11. Um, well, run support helps with that. But, right, exactly. But, um, no, he's definitely coming to his own as a pitcher. For sure. Yes. For sure. Marlon, Marlon's traded him with Nate Evaldi for Martin Prado and David Phelps. Yeah, like, that's so oh. bad. Yeah. <laughs> so then... In ironic fashion, because he just pitched amazing against the Marlins last night, Chris Paddock. Mm. Did you go and mad? That was just listen. To this straight trade, Chris Paddock for Fernando Rodney. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! Chris Paddock throws almost an L hitter last night. He had a perfect game going, and then Tatis Jr. made an error. Mm. It was just—I can't believe. To being a hard Chris Paddock, Luis Castillo, all star mm-hmm. this year on the Reds. Yeah, that's insane. And the Marlins got Dan Straley, and he's not even with them anymore. I know. And the Reds uh, got Castillo, Austin Bryce, and his airway. So wasn't Stefani in that trade too? That's not what I have in here, but he might have been. I think he might have been, but don't quote me on that. Because I know the Marlins traded him to the Reds around the same time. Yeah. So that top three is sick. Mm-hmm. Um, Jose Urena. Yeah, he's still with the Marlins, but like he's still a good enough pitcher. And he was up around that time. He would have been a nice back end of the rotation guy. Because he's honestly, he's like their ace right now. Which he's not an ace pitcher, but he he would make a good three or four pitcher. But in the rotation we have, he'd be a great like back end guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously, um, this is obviously not the Marlins' fault or anything, but Jose Fernandez, um, mm-hmm. one of an amazing guy. That kind of was the catalyst for the Marlins tearing everything down, which I I understand. Yeah, I get that but too. It it's very interesting to think what would happen if he was still around. If he was still around, yeah. If he was if if he was still around, he I don't know if he'd be with the Marlins anymore because his contract ended after 2018. Wow, he would have been a free agent. So I don't know where he would have ended up because the Mar- the Marlins probably wouldn't have given him the money. In all honesty, yeah. So just think about it. that five is like an amazing rotation. Yeah, that's that's filthy. Yeah, especially in a couple years now that Herman and Chris Paddock are like. Obviously, this is Chris Paddock's rookie year. Mm-hmm. Herman has been up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but when, when, whenever those guys like within a couple years, oh my goodness, you know. Also, think about the ballpark that they would have played in. I know it's such a big ballpark. Yeah, that's insane. And also, let's not sleep on what could have been in this ballpen. Yeah, Ethan yeah. Inning could have had Sam Dyson, who's pitching for the Giants right now, and he's he's always been a consistent reliever, not like an all-star leader, but consistent enough. But yeah. their closer could have been Brad Hand. I know. They had Brad Hand, and they just traded him to the Padres for nothing. That's that's so sad. Like, that's that's crazy. They could have what? had an insane team. And, and also, when Brad Hand was a Marlin, he was a starter, and he wasn't good. Yeah, and do you guys... It's like Andrew Miller. Just to just to like all the players that we just named, every single one is on a different team now. Mm-hmm. An entire rotation lineup and part of your bullpen. Mm-hmm. Not even on the team anymore. That's crazy. Wait, I'm I'm gonna count something up real quick. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I'd like to think that five of these guys were on the All Star team this year. Uh. Because JT was there. Yep. Was Dietrich there? I feel like he should have been, but I don't think he was. Yeah. Yelich, obviously. Yeah, Yelich was there. Luis Castillo. Was Uh, Brad Hand in the pen? Brad Hand was there, yeah. Brad Hand was there. So that's at least four. That's at least four, yeah. But still, they could have all been on the same Marlin team. 
man, I can't believe that every single player that we just named is not even on. That's uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 guys. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. How it's like it. history repeats itself. They, they, it's not the first time they've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like I said, they've torn it down before. Right when they think they could have had it, they tear it down. Or they did have it and then tear it down. All right, so let's just hop into the trades. Um, I just sent all these really, really good players that the, the Marlins had to different teams, see what kind of players they got, which is basically nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Stanton trade, um, that obviously hits close to home. This is now with Jeter. Um, were most of these trades, was Yelich with Jeter too? Um. Yeah, I want to say yeah, so. It was, yeah. yeah. So most of these trades that we're going to talk about are with the new ownership under Derek Jeter. Um, I I kind of maybe understand what he wants to do. He wants to really just start from the ground up. But like... I, as, I, get, I get that coming in as a new owner, wanting to do it your way. I get that. Yeah, I get it too. But at the same time, he had all these pieces. Yeah. Most of them. But also, you got to keep in mind... It took a lot of. It took more money than it should have to buy the Marlins. Right. So they need to. They need to build some money before they could keep these guys. I get yeah. it from a business standpoint, but as a fan standpoint, it sucks because they could have had something great. Yeah. So Jeter comes in, wants to start fresh, especially this year. Uh, changes the logo again. Changes the color scheme again. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the new logo, but I like it better than the old one. Yeah, me too. Um, they got rid of the whole monument in center field. Mm, about time. Yeah, and I, I, there were a lot of people in Miami pissed when. Well, when they Jeter, put it. Like, they put it outside the stadium now, just not inside. Yeah, the stadium. but they, they were pissed when, even it was being built, the new stadium, just because it's, it's owned by the state, I think, or like the state. The taxpayers had to put a lot of money into it. Yeah, they did exactly, and then obviously it's not panning out for anyone yet. Mm-hmm. That's why they're pissed about it. Well, no one goes to those games, so. Exactly. Because they don't have a good team. Yeah, so Stan, the trade. They send uh, Starling Castro over with uh, Jorge Guzman and Jose Devers, who's actually related to Rafael Devers. But I loved Starling when he was on the Yankees. I thought he was, like, so sick. But obviously getting sent was cool. He hasn't really done too much for the Yankees yet. He had a good year he last year. He hit 38 home runs last year. Don't I've We debate about this all times. the time. I've told you this a million times. He hit 38 home runs. In my opinion, he never hit the home runs when it actually mattered, only like a couple times. But you can't sit here and tell me he didn't produce, though. Right. But this year, he's been hurt the whole year. Different so. year. Yeah, diff- this year's a much different thing. Right. So, But since Stanton away... Coming off of his MVP year, send him away. That and the return they got was not great. Not great at all. I mean, Starlin, he broke up the no hitter last night. And but I mean, to be fair, the Yankees are taking on a lot of Stanton's contract to kind yeah. of offset it. But at the same time, I still think the Marlins could have gotten more. Right, but that that was the big part, definitely why they wanted to get rid of Stanton because the Yankees are taking on most of the contract. Yeah. So get rid of that money. And then they do Marcelo Zuna. Um, they got Sandy Alcantara, who was an all-star, right? Yeah, he was an all-star this year. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of help in there. And they got, uh, I don't even know how to say his name. His last name is Sierra. And then they got Ag- Zach Gallen. Agnuris Sierra, something like that. Yeah. I know, he's been up and down with the Marlins. I've seen him a few times on the big league club. Zach Gallen's up, right? Like, he's... The name doesn't ring a bell to me, so I'm not sure. Okay. But and then Daniel Castano. Just the point that we're making by listing all these names that nobody's heard of, you would you would know if they were good, if you knew their names, you know? I do think the one thing we have to keep in perspective is that these trades happened not even two years ago in theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there, I mean, there are still times for these guys to build up value, but... It's just kind of pathetic in a sense that 
they didn't get more. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You you want you want to talk about the rest, Yelich and JT? Yeah, the Yelich trade we got from the Brewers. The Marlins got Lewis Brinson, Izon Diaz, Mont Harrison, and Jordan Yamamoto. Now the Yamamoto part of this has worked out. He's looked great so far with the Marlins. Yeah, he has. But Brinson kind of a failed outfielder. He's still there, but like he's a okay defender. He has power, but he just has never put it together. Diaz, I no idea, and Harrison, no idea. So yeah. then for JT from the Phillies, they got Sixto Sanchez, who's a top, who was the top pitching prospect for the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, Jorge Alfaro, who's the Marlins catcher now. Will Stewart and international bonus money. Wow. 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 But I mean, Sixto Sanchez is supposed to be pretty good. So he's still in the minors. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah. Alfaro, when he was with the Phillies, was supposed to be a big time catching prospect, but now mm. he's just a league average catcher at best. He never really yeah. developed. There's still time, but yeah. Just- Will Stewart never heard of, and the undisclosed sum of international money that we don't know is, you know, I don't know what they're putting that for, but. Yeah, just the thing that we're trying to get out here is, like, you had, that's four serious players that you could have gotten a lot more for. Mm -hmm. And the Marlins farm system is not even in the top ten as of this month. No. I researched it. I tried to see where they were ranked. They're not even in the top 10. So I just go to show that. Yeah, they traded for almost nothing for all these guys, really just salary dumps, but they could have gotten better prospects, you know? Oh, they, they really could have. The fact that only three guys that we talked about out of like the at least 10, only three of them are in the in there in the majors right now. And only one of them's doing like serious, serious stuff. And one of them, is an all-star too, but uh-huh. you know, like you would think by trading all those top four guys, you would get a lot more, mm-hmm. especially from the Stanton trade. I think because he was coming off an MVP crazy year, his value right. was the highest it had been. I mean, he gets Charlie Castro, which I mean, he's a, a good nice player, piece, but like that was it from that trade. <laughs> he's a borderline all-star, in yeah. My- that's a good way to put it. Yeah. He's a good player, but he's not a star. He's he's a borderline all-star. Yeah, and then the two other guys are never heard of him. So getting a guy for almost nothing coming off an MVP year, that's that's bold. Yeah. The the Yankees really uh fleece the Marlins with that one. But again, the Yankees are taking on a lot of the contract. Yeah, so that was the main part of it, and I, I understand it from that aspect. But but still, I think they could have gotten a little better. But again, there's still time for these guys to develop. We're not trying to close the door on that yet. Yeah, but it's just it's not there, looking there was good. no immediate. Like, obviously, it was going to be an immediate payback, mm-hmm. but you would we'll, hope they would have a better farm system. We'll dive in a little bit more into the future as we go on here, but like... yeah. We still got some more trades to discuss here. Notably, did we talk about the Castillo one and the Paddock one? We, we talk, I know we talked about Paddock. And Herman, too. We, we mentioned the Avaldi trade. Yeah. Also, I want to correct myself because I said earlier that I thought Di Sclafani was in the Castillo trade, but he wasn't. But he wasn't, okay. He was in a trade for Matt Latos. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, basically, all these trades... They trade away really good players and get nothing in return and trade away really good prospects and get nothing in return. Mm-hmm. That's And as we kind of talked about it, the Marlins just have always done this. Yeah. They've done this all throughout their time as a franchise. Get rid of so. their good players and then the players that they get rid of to get, it's like, they get nothing. It's sad. It's really sad because this, this team could have been very good multiple times for a sustained amount of time. Yeah. But like, they, if they had the team that we mentioned above, mm-hmm. that's a playoff team for sure. Oh, absolutely. If they put up the numbers they're putting up now, yeah. yeah. I fully agree with that. That's like 
That's a really well-rounded team, too. You have a really good catcher. You have a power first baseman, a really speedy second baseman, mm-hmm. kind of a power third baseman now in, in there, Dietrich. And the thing with uh, Dietrich is that he can jump around, too. Yeah. He can, he can play third. He can play first. He can play Utility outfield. Guy. Yeah. But he'd and probably then, be third. Yeah. And Severino is your defense. Yeah. And then your outfield is sick. Mm-hmm. Like, Yelich was doing a stand. That's, that's filthy. That's a great outfield. And your rotation is dirty, man. Like That rotation in a postseason, I don't want to face that. Yeah, neither do I. I don't think any team would. I don't. And also, an 8-9 in that ballpen is pretty good, too. Yeah. Like, and then, that's not even... If they were actually a playoff team, they would make trades to get better players, you would absolutely. think. Absolutely. Now, hypothetical. Let's say this Marlins team stays intact. How does this fare for the rest of the NL East? Who do you think a team like the Braves wouldn't be as good as they are? Something like that. You think the Marlins, yeah. the team at the top? Like, what do you think? I think for sure the Marlins, if they had this team, would be the team at the top. Mm. I I would have to I'd have to agree. I think the Braves would still be there with them, but I can't see the Phillies and Nationals being as good as they are. The Mets are in last place. Yeah, I agree. Because the Braves built up their own team. So, like, they're going to be good. And they did, never really did anything with the Marlins. So, they did everything aside. But, yeah, those would be the two teams in the East, I think, if the Marlins yeah. kept this team. Which, that's... It's pretty great. So, when do you think the Marlins could be good again, though? Dude, I was just going to ask you that question. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, Beat you to it. A while from now. How long is a while? Ten years? Five to ten range. Five to ten. But even even at the five range, I say they're like they're not as bad as they are. Mm. And I, I, I know Jeter really wants to like I know he has kind of a plan by dumping everyone, he's literally just trying to restart. Yeah, and again that makes sense. New ownership, they want to do it their own way. Yeah, I get it. And they they didn't need to restart, but new ownership, I understand, dumping all the money um, mm. from the previous bad ownerships. And obviously, um, I understand what he's trying to do. I know the fans are pissed. I know they re- – obviously, I would be pissed too if I was a Marlins fan, mm. knowing that my team is a joke, you know? Yeah. Um. But I think five to ten years is the range where they can actually start to compete again. Mm-hmm. And maybe afterwards is like playoffs, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Now, I think that's what Jeter wants to get at, is it just trying to compete first. Well, you have to, yeah. Yeah, and he said it, and this is probably just like partly true that he believes is partly just to, because he's the owner, he has to say this. But when people are interviewing him, I remember watching, he was like, yeah, I don't want to go into every year thinking, oh, we're just going to be an okay team. Like he said, like he knows that they don't have like the best stud players, but they're going to try to compete and win every year. Mm-hmm. But that I feel like it's just a cookie cutter cliche. I'm the owner. I have to say this type thing, you know? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Now, I, before I dig into my big question for you that I think, I don't know how you'll take it, but I do have a big question for I just want to mention, some, actually, we're, I'll ask this question before I ask my other question, this big one. Do you think Derek Jeter potentially tarnishes his legacy with being the owner of the Marlins? And if the Marlins don't get good, do you think there's a smudge on his legacy? That's the big one I wanted to ask you, but I'll get into my other stuff. Uh, more. Honestly, like, I would hope not. Yeah, I feel like you have to look at his career and then his ownership. You have to look at it differently, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. I fully agree with that. But I know some people won't. And if if he pans out to not be a good owner, then that could that could hinder what people look at him as. You know, I mean, he's obviously still gonna be a Hall of Famer and stuff. Like that's not gonna change anything. But it'll be interesting to see what people say if in 10, 15 years this whole thing doesn't work out. Yeah, and it shocked me. Like if I'm being honest, I know he lives in Florida and everything, mm-hmm. but. As a Yankee fan, it kind of shocked me when he went in on the Marlins like that, you know? Well, he always wanted to be an owner. He, he made yeah. that known. 
but and obviously he's not going to do the Steinbrenner Cashman thing like that. He won't tap into that for a while. Mm-hmm. But I don't. It it was weird for me as a Yankee fan to see him take ownership of the Marlins. It was the only thing he really could take ownership of. They were the only team selling at the time. Right. And I know he doesn't want to be a coach or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I just I hope people can see his career playing and his ownership on two separate things. You know, I, I, I agree with that. But again, like you said, most people probably won't. most people, not won't. most people, but some people won't. Yeah. But this brings me into my next question. And I'm just going to put a little piece of history behind this, too. So after so like in 2006, when the Marlins did another fire sale, there was talk of them relocating to San Antonio. Mm. Talk. But do you think if the Marlins don't pan out and the fans are still not about it, do you think the Marlins move out of Miami? To be honest, yeah. So I know the fans are pissed, and not even fans, the taxpayers, mm-hmm. not even baseball fans contributed yeah. to the stadium. You know, mm-hmm. So if it doesn't pan out and it's not working out, they honestly should relocate. See, I just so like all the local fans, like it'll suck to be a Miami, like a true thick and through Miami Marlins fan, like that would suck, you know. But everyone else who's pissed about it, who they had to pay their money, they had to do everything like that, get out of Miami so then they don't have to continue to waste money, you know. See, I in theory, I agree, but there are two reasons why I don't, and the first one being that. There's already talk about the Rays leaving Florida. Right. And if the Rays do leave Florida, I don't think you should leave baseball out of Florida. I completely agree. And also, the second thing is that even if the Marlins do move, they still have this new stadium that's still... I don't know if it's fully paid for. I don't know what the financial situation with it is. I'm sure... I don't know if it's still like I said. I don't know if it's still being paid for, but it still could be coming out of the taxpayers' wallets, even if they aren't there. Yeah, and they just built this stadium too. Here's a question. Tell me. Looking into the future. Okay. Do you think MLB expands at all? Oh, absolutely. Well, it's gonna. It's happening within the next ten to fifteen years. So then, here's my follow-up question. Mm -hmm. Say the Rays and the Marlins both move out of Florida. They expand and add a new team in Florida. What do you think? Uh, the Marlins are going to be in Florida a lot longer than the Rays are. Yes. Definitely. By the next expansion, the Marlins will still be in Florida. So if, if the Rays move out of Florida, do you think they'll add another team? Or what if no, they move it? Not what if they move one of the like 50 California teams into Florida? Nope. No. Fun fact, though, since you just brought that up, back in the 90s, there was talk about moving the Giants to Tampa Bay in the early 90s. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. Now that you brought that up, there was talk about it. Because the Giants at the time weren't doing too well. And there was talk about moving them to Tampa Bay. But eventually, Tampa Bay got a franchise a couple of years later. Right. But anyway, to go back to your point, baseball is not going to expand to Florida. No team is going to move to Florida. Yeah. Like, if baseball... Do you think, do you think it's just... Or what if... There's no baseball, and then it's only just a uh, spring training spot for baseball. I mean, it's always going to be the spring training spot just because you got the nice weather. Yeah. And spring training is pretty popular in Florida. You know, they get good crowds down there. For they do get good crowds. So it'll always be a spring training spot. But So what if it's only a spring training spot, though? What if Miami and Tampa Bay both move out of Florida, and then it's only just one big spring training spot for Florida? I mean, it'll serve its purpose then. But like I said, I just can't. I can't see the Marlins moving anywhere right now, especially yeah, because anywhere they, soon. Yeah, especially because the Rays are gonna eventually split half their time in Florida and then probably move out fully. Yeah. And baseball is gonna expand a lot sooner than we think, but what just nowhere in Florida. What Jeter should do, mm. whenever, like he may not be able to do this that quick. Do you know when the Rays are moving out of Florida or when they're going to split their time? Off the top of my head, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be next year, but it could be 
2021. Okay. 2020, so like that. If it's that early, it's, then maybe not. But if it's like four years from now around? It, it's not, not going to be that long. It's not going to be that long? Well, say it's like two or three. Not next season soon. Jeter can maybe try to like really see. It's not going to never mind. I'm just not going to say what I'm going to say because it doesn't make sense. I was going to say Jeter can try to build up the Marlins once Tampa Bay is split in time. Mm. He could try to build the Marlins to be that like serious for it, but they're never they're not going to be serious within the next five years. No, the Marlins are still going to be doing Marlin things. They're just going to be sitting there. Yeah. And even with, let's say the Rays do eventually make a full move out of Florida, I don't know if the Marlins can monopolize that whole market. Because... Yeah, it's basically what I was trying to say. Unless they get really good and then the Rays leave, that's the only way the Marlins can take advantage of the whole state. Yeah. But I can't see that happening. I can't see it either. So... that's just a thought that I had, like, business-wise. I was like, ah, oh, maybe when Tampa Bay leaves, Jeter can try to, like, really take over Florida, but it's not going to happen. If the Marlins were good, it could happen. Yeah. But I can't really get behind that because the Marlins aren't going to be good. Mar- when Mar- do you think they'll be good? In my head, I think they're going to rattle off a few 70-something win seasons next couple of years. I think they'll have one year where they kind of have they kind of shock people, get like 85 wins, but I think they're going to drop back again. Yeah. So I can't see them consistently being good for at least five, six years, and that's yeah. just that's just being good and maintaining a 500 record consistently. Imagine being a Marlins fan and knowing that that's you're not going to see a championship mm-hmm. for a long time. And see, part of me also thinks. The worst is yet to come for the Marlins. I really? still, I still think if they don't see, I think the ownership kind of wants to see somewhat immediate success. Yeah. I feel like if they're not at close to 500 within two years, I think they'll just kind of, they don't have anything to really tear down, but I think it could potentially get worse. If that makes sense. It is pretty bad right now. Jeter has been receiving a lot of criticism. I I think what the Marlins could do, and they've they've always done a really good job of this, they could just go... They've always been big spenders on the international market, especially in Cuba, because they are so close. I think that's where you're going to see them do a lot of business. They're going to really go after a lot of the guys coming over from Cuba and the DR... That's what I think the Marlins are going to do. Yeah. It's just sad that it's going to take a while. but It is going to take a while. And granted, part of me thinks that we're kind of stretching how bad the Marlins are going to be for a while. But at the same time, I don't think we're like being wrong with what we're saying. Yeah. I think in our heads, like what we're saying makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I could, I could I see- hope we're wrong. I hope it's soon. I hope, yeah, I hope we're wrong. I As a baseball people, fan, I hope we're wrong. Yeah, I hope people tell us we're wrong. Yeah, like this, I think is what could. This is what we think could happen, though. And this is it. It's a tough situation, regardless of what's going on in Miami. Yeah, and there's no clear-cut answer to figure out how it's going to get solved. Yeah, I agree. And. I really think that this franchise is probably I'm not going to say though like though I got to figure out my, my words not the worst like <laughs> outlook for the future if that makes sense they don't they're definitely bottom 5 when it like comes to looking into the future and seeing what could be I don't know if they're the absolute worst though if they look 5 years down the road and see where they are I think there are other teams that are going to be in worse shape than them what in five the, years. the Orioles now the Orioles are going to rebound at some point. They're they're doing exactly what the Astros did a few years ago. Yeah. I'm thinking about teams that are stuck in neutral right now, like the Giants, for example. Great example, yeah. the Giants, because they have so many guys getting old and they don't have a farm system. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be in a good spot in a couple of years. Teams like that, you know. Yeah. 
team like the Angels. Yeah, the Angels feels bad for Mike Trout. Hmm. He's there though. He's there forever. Which was expected. So yeah. And hopefully the Marlins can get their own Mike Trout or something. They could have had their own Mike Trout and Cabrera, but they never wanted to pay him, and they traded him. I, I think it'll happen eventually, just not for a little bit. Sorry the if you're Marlins' wrong, big guys. problem that's always held them back is not being able to open up their wallets, and they did that with Stanton. Yeah. But is he a Marlin? No. Hey, if you're a Marlins fan, and you're listening to this, please reach out to us. We, yeah. I actually please, want to know what you think. Please tell us how wrong we are. Yeah. Because I would like to hear a Marlins fan, an actual Marlins fan's take on this. Me too. I don't know how many of those we have, but I, I would really hope there's one, you know? Or even if this gets discovered down the line by a Marlins fan. Not so hey, much. I don't know how you feel about this, Will. I'd love to maybe interview a Marlins fan on this, see what they think. That'd be really cool. I'd love right? to do that. I would yeah, love so it. if you want to be on the podcast and you're a Marlins fan, get DM on the- us on Instagram at the Oni Voice. Always got to plug the Instagram. <laughs> In every episode thing, we got to plug the Instagram. Oh, yeah. Eventually. It took me a while this time. but Yeah, you, you didn't just start off the episode by saying, oh, yeah, at the Oni Boys on Instagram. <laughs> took it till the end. So, like, good job. Yeah. Oh, also, let mm-hmm. us know. On Instagram, what you guys want to see next from a focus episode. This is number two of Focused In. We have some ideas in the bank right now, but hey, you want to put out a poll? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we should do. Because we, we have a lot of ideas for these and we want to know what you guys want to hear. So I think maybe we could put out Wow. Good call, could, man. You know, what can I say? You know, I, I don't go to school just to eat my lunch. <laughs> I've heard you say that way too much, man. <laughs> I, I, I haven't brought it out in a while, so I thought you I haven't. You haven't. I I think that's uh that's about it. Yeah. Uh, thank you again for listening. As always, if you have something you want to tell us how we can get better, please do because we love the feedback. We thrive yes. off it. We want to make this podcast better for you guys. So as always, if you have something to say, let us know. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. See you in the next one, guys. All right. See ya. Thank you.